This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Modeling lemons. It comes and goes, but I am not impressed with the performance of weather modeling this year. It is not a matter of favoring one model like the GFS over the European models over one another, but just that the modeling performance in general seems to be souring. The narrative sold by the National Weather Service is that their short-term models have gotten very accurate, while they are still working on improving long-term modeling. It has been my impression that their short-term modeling accuracy has deteriorated this year. The flaws as I see them is that either weather is speeded up so that the models are lagging badly, as what my weather app says today will change so often and quickly, it is really not a forecast anymore. If the forecast for several days out changes several times before we get there, is it really a forecast? I do not think so. I really do not know what to call it, but it is less than useful. We have seen a lot of forecasted rain events not happen where we live. Some of the little rain that we did get was not forecasted. It was just as wet as what was. Our climate scientists followed would lay out what the models forecasted and then would go into an explanation about what could change so that it did not bear out. This got to the point where this was explained because it became the expectation that the model would not be right because they were not. Instead of telling us which model was more accurate over the others, how about just telling us what the weather was going to be? In other words, the models were not doing their job. They were not forecasting the weather that occurred. I do not have a sophisticated means of data analysis to prove my point, but if I had gotten all the rain that my weather app said that we would get on our farms, my crops would not be stressed by drought. Of course, if it had gotten and stayed as hot as they forecast, they would have been dead before they missed the rain. So touche. Dr. Taylor says that 2025 is the target year for the worst of the 89-year drought cycle this century, give or take a year. I can live with that kind of margin for error given the length of the forecast and frankly maintain as much or more confidence in that forecast than what they say the chances of rain are for here next weekend. I would almost prefer that they would forecast no rain because that forecast would certainly change before we got there. Crops here are showing accelerated stress with temperatures in the high 80s. Someone said that we do not have a national crop disaster, but we sure as heck have one beginning geographically a little west of the Mississippi below the Minnesota border. There's a lot of ethanol and livestock feed demand in this substantive region that will be rationing whatever grain supplies that they have. The 2023 harvest is a long ways away. Basis will make their market, even the fools in Chicago, stick with their narrative that no national disaster exists. I have not been very impressed with the private analyst planted acreage models either. Models are built off of assumptions. If the inputs are wrong, the results will be skewed. Farmers are messing them up by not responding to conditions how the modelers think that they will. If these models would have been believed, we would be growing many more acres of corn and soybeans than we did this year. We are farming all the prime farmland in the United States, and the higher cost structure makes marginal land even more marginal. There is a hole in their bucket somewhere. FSA data suggests that NAS has overstated acreage, and acreage abandonment is going to be higher than normal, too. 
The relationship between commodity price, input costs, and available acres did not produce the results modeled. They will have to recalibrate. Do you know who else does models? USDA, of course. A lot of what they do is not forecasting, but reporting what has happened after it happened, and then sometimes even delayed. They do not forecast the future as much as they attempt to extrapolate the past. When we have a crop failure, you will not get the gist of what happened until they have harvest data. When they adjust the previous year's grain production in the following year's September quarterly stocks report, which they have done before, they have not even nailed down the process of real-time accounting. Their process favors end-users who have come to know more than USDA and disfavors farmers who tend to have crops sold before they learn from USDA that there is a shortage. I look at that as our opportunity to market counter to their system, bend the crops, and wait for the data. It has come to the point where some analysts produce two estimates, one being what they really think the crop or carryover is, and another for what they determine USDA will say that it is. We think that the corn carryover will shrink to 1 billion bushels or less. USDA is trending our direction. If you're listening to the Comstock Report, for more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.